Here we are on a Tuesday. Welcome in, everybody. Good to have you with us. It is just me, uh, Parker, and you together today. No guests today, so uh, a lot of texts will be coming in. On the Air Comfort Solutions text line today at 405-651-3439. That is 405-651-3439. We are about an hour away from the uh, winner-go-home match for Team USA and Qatar today. USA and Iran at 1 o'clock in Group B. Team USA must win. No draw. Obviously no loss, but it's got to be a victory for Oklahoma uh, for Oklahoma, for USA to advance uh, to the knockout stage at the World Cup. So we'll uh, be charting that match for you during our second hour. And then Parker and uh, Tyler McComas will have updates for you uh, coming up later right here on The Ref. All of our World Cup updates brought to you by All-American Roofing. Parker, how's it going? Have the tech fans uh, let go yet, or are they still coming after no, you? No, they haven't let go. They continue to come after me. But it is what it is. Those fans are miserable people. Yes, they, they are. lead miserable yes. lives. Apparently, come to find out, uh, not only has there never been a battery thrown at Jones AT&T Stadium, but if something happens and it's not on video, if there is no documented video evidence of something happening, then it didn't happen. It's amazing that some of those people have that much time in their day. It really is. I mean, do they not have jobs? Do they not have any responsibility at all? Probably not. Can they Probably just not. sit there on their computer all day? All day? I mean, it'd be great to be able to sit on your computer all day and just do nothing. But, you know, people have to earn what's called a wage. Pay rent, pay mortgage, pay for groceries, pay for school, pay for all of that stuff. I don't understand how people have that much time on their hands. I told you the people in Lubbock uh, at the games, Not, I, I don't want to paint with a broad brush here that all of Lubbock is horrible, but most of Lubbock is horrible. Yeah, no, go it. ahead. Paint with a broad brush. You should. And, uh, yeah, I, the one guy that keeps coming after you, it's like, dude, you really seriously need to participate in society somehow, some way. Find a way. Find a way to make your time more valuable. It's amazing. Maybe it's really, it's not surprising, but it still is amazing. Because, like I said, if you look in a lot of Twitter responses, the comments, or on Facebook, or whatever, message boards, I, I'm, I've been off message boards for a long time now. But Which you, is you will see, You will see that society has major issues. Major issues. Yes, because social media is society these days, unfortunately. That's right, man. I wish we could go back to the days when we all had cords on our telephone, man, and society would be a better place. When I had a telephone with a cord on it, the world was a better place. It was a much more peaceful. Sooners were winning. People weren't complaining. There weren't the, the, the boomer doomers. You couldn't hear from them because they... Unless they called you, you know, and then you could just hang up on them. But not today. They're everywhere. You open up your phone and it's an ocean of negativity if you go to the right place. Anyway, but not today, ladies and gentlemen. It is all positive, except for, ladies and gentlemen, Theo Weiss entering the portal. That news broke yesterday. He was on the Strengthening Oklahoma podcast with uh, Gabe Eichert and Dusty Dvorak uh, the other day, and they, they actually asked him about it. This was prior to him making his announcement, but here's how that conversation went down. What goes into that decision? I'm just curious, and I'm not trying to you know get you to say, hey, I'm going or I'm not going, but w- what do you what do you kind of factor into that decision? Right? Is it just talking to family? Is it potential production and like? Your football future, is there an NIL component? Like, what all 
what all goes into you deciding whether or not you're going to put your name in the portal? The main thing uh, would be just the production aspect and just the opportunity aspect. Just to go out there and just fully show your full potential. I think that's what most guys go out there and look for. Well, in my case, if, if I was in the portal, I would not be for NIL money. Like, I got too much passion and love for the game to just be trying to play for money. But, yeah, that that's what it would be just for the opportunities and just that part. Theo Weiss on the Strengthening Oklahoma podcast. If you haven't checked that out, it's really good. Both Gabe and Dusty uh, do an excellent job, and it's uh, it's a good podcast, no doubt about it. So that's what Theo Weiss had to say But before uh, making his decision, but the decision is he's not going to be back at the University of Oklahoma, and it's likely that it's going to be reunited, and it feels so good with Muleshoe. Does it feel good? No, not for us. For for Mule Shoe, for you, of course. Like, the king you... of the portal. It feels great, of course. Mr. Microwave success. Like I said, I can't dog Lincoln Riley that much because he has coached his you-know-what off this year. He has, no doubt. That staff has done an unbelievable job. You can talk about how they got their players and all of that. That's modern-day college football. And that coaching staff has done an excellent job to have SC where they are right now. You know, it, I can homer it up some, but you you have to face facts. Caleb Williams is going to win the Heisman unless he completely titanics on Saturday in the matchup with Utah. And SC has a great chance, obviously, to be in the playoff. And they will move into the top four, obviously, in the playoff rankings coming up tonight. All right, uh, so Plank, Plank, I love you. I love you. You and Josh, the Plank Show, is world-class radio. But, man, is there a butt coming? Plank, I, I had my list. People that Oklahoma has absolutely has to keep and people that might be going to the portal. And guess who's so good that he got to it before me? Plank did. Chris Plank. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, all you got to do is, you know, nice job. Nice job. That's what happens when you're uh, the third show on. Sometimes you have an idea, man, I'm going to get into this and get into that. Oh, it's already been covered. And you get scooped. Well, what happens is you have to put your own spin on it. But Plank is so good that he thought about the same thing. I don't want to say great minds think alike, but pretty good minds think alike is what happened here. So, Parker Thune, this is the list, and they talked about it. This has been two and a half hours ago or so, but and uh, he and Josh did a great job running it down. But uh, players that ab- absolutely Oklahoma must keep and avoid them going to the portal. Okay. Who do you have on your list? Give me uh, – we can go back and forth, all right? Number one for you. Number one, for, so we're talking about guys that like could actually feasibly enter the portal. So yes. obviously, like Javante Barnes is not an answer, right? Javante because Barnes. there's nothing to suggest that he would enter the portal. We're talking about guys that, whether situationally or just with yeah, regard to the buzz. I mean, you you could just say guys that Oklahoma has to keep, and Javante Barnes would clearly be on that list. But you're right; there is no scuttlebutt, no rumor, nothing that suggests that Javante Barnes would do. Yeah, that. well, and my and my question would be: Can you go with somebody like Marvin Mims, for instance, who Oklahoma absolutely needs to keep, but right. is probably if he leaves, it's going to be for the NFL draft, right? As right, to right. The and court. I've got on that list: you have obviously Anton Harrison, Marvin Mims, and Eric Gray. Yeah. Um, and they're unlikely to keep two of those three. Marvin Mims I, is a question mark. I would say so. Yeah, very unlikely that Harrison and Gray are returning. Number one on this list for me, and this is going to come as a surprise to some hey, people. I bet it's my number one guy, too. Go ahead. C.J. Colden. No, that's not number one on my list, but he is on the list. 
Okay, who's number one on your list? Well, Dylan Gabriel. First of all, I think Dylan Gabriel's staying, and I know that's somewhat of a controversial pick. You know, and uh, everybody kind of freaked out a little bit about, well, you know, I'll have to make that decision later, blah, blah, blah. I, I firmly believe that Dylan Gabriel will be back as the quarterback at Oklahoma. But, and again, these are guys, and I'm glad you put this twist on it, that we don't expect to go in the portal, but you need to keep guys like Billy Bowman, Jaron Kanick, Jalil Farouk, uh, R. Mason Thomas, Danny Stutzman. Uh, what about Jaden Gibson? What about him? What do you think? A guy, you, he and Nick Anderson both have great size. They've got great potential. Didn't play a lot at all this year. Uh, would they be guys that would look at the portal, or do you think they're super solid First for Oklahoma? Off, so Nick Anderson is not leaving. Because, Nick Anderson it, is not Because going of his legacy at Oklahoma. Yeah, and that dude, I tell you what, if you watch the sideline, if you watch the energy that they maintain over the course of a game, whether at home or on the road, Nick Anderson is front and center, man. He is the human embodiment of positive energy. And it's really unique to see the role that he's taken on as a true freshman who's only appeared in two games this season because of the lingering injuries that he's had to battle through. But, man, that dude always has a smile on his face. He's always getting his teammates pumped up, leading chants, leading little dances on the sideline. Nick Anderson is great for this program at the University of Oklahoma. Yeah, and, and he is and not I don't going think anywhere. He's, what about Jaden Gibson? Jaden Gibson, I, I know there's been some buzz – that maybe Gibson looks elsewhere. I'll say this. As of right now, I don't think that happens. At least I would lean towards that not happening. And there was a time, quite honestly, there was a time earlier this season where I kind of figured, oh, shoot, the way this thing's going, like the staff may decide at season's end just to go ahead and cut Jaden Gibson loose. Because you kind of saw it at times he just has – he's competitive. I want to say that. He's competitive, and I think the one of the ways in which it manifests itself is that he tends to get into scraps on the football field with both opponents and teammates. He's always jawing, man, always. And so I know that was an issue that had reared its head on the practice field. It was certainly an issue that reared its head on Saturdays. You saw it against Iowa State – uh, where he very nearly got into it with the entire Iowa State bench after a special teams play. So it, if you can channel his, and I don't even really want to call it an attitude because I don't think he has an attitude, but if you can channel his zeal and milk the best football out of him in spite of all the drama that he can at times create on the gridiron – that dude has a really bright future, man. He, he's got the look. He there's gonna, no doubt. He's going to be a stud. And he's I don't got know, the I, look. I, I don't know if he caught a pass this year. I think the only target he had, he dropped, uh, which would have been in that TCU game. But, man, he has such a high ceiling long term. That is a guy that you need to keep around. Him and Jaden Gibson – or, I'm sorry, him and Nick Anderson, as well as Caden Helms. You get those three on the same field in the same packages a year or two down the road, Who boy. That's not going to be fun for opposing defensive coordinators to deal with.
All right, we're going to talk a lot more about this as we move along today. We're also going to take your text on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. The uh, Theo Weiss clip from the Strengthening Oklahoma podcast. That was our Ortho Central clip of the day. Ortho Central has clinics in Norman, Midwest City, and now... A brand new Tri-City location serving Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard. These full-service clinics treat, what else, orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. That was our Ortho Central clip of the day. We'll head to the text line. We've got a lot of them rolling in already. We'll do that next right here on The Ref. We are back. It is a Tuesday edition of Steel Man and Thune here on the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Radio Network, 405-651-3439 in the Air Coverage Solutions text line. We're about uh, about 40 minutes, a little over 40 minutes away from the uh, match today in Qatar at the World Cup. Team USA against Iran at 1 o'clock today from Group B. Group B, again, uh, Oklahoma, uh, the USA. Uh, why do I keep saying Oklahoma. Team USA can advance or will advance with a win. Anything else, they're going home. So Team USA needs the victory today over Iran at 1 o'clock. All right, we'll keep you posted on the score there. want to thank our friend Tim Lasher and his company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. They'll do a great job for you. You need that uh, furnace, that heating system, uh, you know, worked on, tuned up right now. Now's the time to do it. We got kind of back into the 60s a little bit, uh, the low 60s again this week. But you know that cold is coming back. Give Tim Lasher and his company, Tim Lasher, again, great sooner with a big-time company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. Let's get to the text line at 405 651 3439. Hey, Parker, I know you put in a crystal ball for DJ Hicks a couple months ago. Just out of curiosity, if he does flip back to OU, will your crystal ball percentage go back up or do you have to put in a new crystal ball? No, my percentage will go back up if he indeed flips to Oklahoma. So we'll see about that. Who was the running back transfer OU got in from Washington and will he be able to help next season? That would be Emeka Megwa, former four star recruit in the class of 2021. Sat out his true freshman year at Washington due to injury, then decided that he was going to transfer and accepted a preferred walk-on spot at Oklahoma. So that's kind of the unquantified variable in the backfield for Oklahoma heading into next year. You know what you've got in Javante Barnes. I think even though you've seen much less of him, you know what you've got in Gavin Sawchuk, which is a guy that's a home run threat anytime he touches the football. Marcus Major, I just, like, I'm about out on Marcus Major, man. I'm sorry, like, it's been four years, and we were having this conversation in preseason. You know, if it doesn't happen for Major in 2022, is it ever going to happen? Well, it hasn't. We're at the conclusion of the 2022 season. And so it feels like at this point, beyond Barnes and Sawchuck, if Major's still around next season and maybe he pursues a change of scenery, I don't know. That's not me going off intel. That's just kind of me speculating if he does look for a change of scenery, then, and even if he doesn't, 
I think third in line for touches could be either Dalen Smothers as a true freshman or a Mecca Megwa. There you go. Yeah, and you know, Marcus Major, again, and this is pure speculation, but if he went to a group of five, he could be a featured running back there, right? Uh, so maybe that's something he would look at. Who knows? Who knows? Or maybe he comes back and and gives it another go at Oklahoma and has a healthy season. There have been flashes for Marcus Major, but we do not – we do not uh, have real consistency out of Marcus Major. Just flashes of, man, he looks really good, and then he's injured again, or it's just not working out. All right, uh, back to the text line we go. Batteries thrown have also been confirmed by B-Will on the podcast on the Prairie. Vindication. Wait, wait, no, I, I guess it's still not on video, so it still didn't happen. But now we just have multiple people lying about it, Steely. Me and Braden Willis. Both spreading bold-faced lies certain people throughout history have said that if you tell the lie enough people will start to believe it you know what i'm saying so the tech fans are just trying to tell the lie and keep lying uh i hope dg stays he is a good quarterback says one listener i i just can't imagine why gabriel wouldn't stay man it unless 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 Unless, frankly, he's just tired of Oklahoma and frustrated with how the season played out. You remember he initially committed to UCLA. Well, now mm-hmm. Dorian Tom- Thompson-Robinson's done right. there. What if Dylan Gabriel just wanted to go to UCLA for a year or two? I don't know. Uh, hearing of any splash D-line portal possibilities other than Lacey. Look, the portal doesn't officially open for non-graduate transfers until next week. And it's kind of my policy that I'm not going to throw names around as far as outbound or inbound transfers. Well, I'm going to throw a name out there. Okay, he's, go ahead. He's not a defensive lineman, but what about Ish Harris from Texas A&M, the linebacker? Was in Oklahoma uh, very so high guess, on his yeah, list? Yeah, we can, we can talk about that one because he has publicly announced that he will be entering the transfer And again, portal. he's a linebacker. He's not a D lineman. I would be surprised if OU is not heavily involved there. That's not to say he ends up a Sooner, but – I would be surprised if OU isn't very significantly in the conversation. Anybody else that is in the portal now or has announced they're leaving, and again, it doesn't come, uh, you can't start, uh, well, that Mule Shoe's probably, you know, contacted everybody he thinks is going on already. But um, anybody else out there that you think has either announced that they are leaving or the buzz is they're leaving that you think Oklahoma will be hot and heavy with? Uh, offhand, I can't think of any. Well, okay, uh, Dominic Lovett, wide receiver up at Missouri, just announced yesterday that he'll be entering the transfer portal as well. And who's got the Missouri connection on the OU staff? Uh, LaDamian Washington. LaDamian Washington. Um, what about, is Luther Burden going to leave? Uh, there's been some rumblings to that effect. And, you know, it's interesting. I've actually heard uh, some credible – from I've heard stuff behind the scenes from people I would consider credible that if that situation were to arise, OU would actually be in play for Luther Burden. What about Muleshoe? I, I don't know that I 100% buy that. Muleshoe can only have so many receivers, man. Mm-hmm. Like, he's already got Jordan Addison, who I get is probably leaving at the end of the year. But he's got Mario Williams, right? He's uh, got that big-time recruit coming in, the five-star kid. Yeah, he's got he's going to have Zach Branch. He's going to have Jacoby Lane. Coming in, uh, apparently, USC may be the front runner to get Theo Weiss out of the portal. It's like how many receivers can you realistically have? 
I doubt Luther Burden would go to USC solely because there's going to be far greater opportunity elsewhere to be the guy. Golly, do you, I mean, the portal is is good for us because it keeps off-season, uh, you know, football talk out there. We're always going to be football number one, OU football number one here, and nothing else is even really in the running. But still, uh, oh, man, I just, I just can't. I just don't. I just don't like it. And I know it's not going away, but I just, uh, you know, I'm going to put my old man hat on right here and say I just don't think it's good for college football, but it's not going anywhere. The genie's way out of the bottle. Is every major program pretty much tampering or dying at this point? How can I put this delicately? Yes. Yes. That's what it amounts to. We, we said it's the Wild West out there. It is, no doubt. Um, so it's going to be fascinating to see. Again, you know, Brent uh, and, and Clemson, of course, Dabo's not a, a big portal guy. And Brent kind of talked about, you know, he doesn't want to build a program through the portal. And, I, you know, you want, you want that rock-solid foundation with a recruiting class that's really good. In Oklahoma, despite what's happened down the stretch with – DJ Hicks flipping and Anthony Evans headed to Georgia. They still have a really good class, and they could add, again, Peyton Bowen to Celia Kana. Maybe DJ Hicks comes back in the fold. Uh, who knows? Uh, you, most people think Peyton Bowen will at least be, you know, in the Oklahoma fold when it's all said and done. So that's an excellent class. But they also took 13 players in the portal last year. I would venture to say they take just as many, if not more, this year. Mm-hmm. I really do think that. Uh, here's a text from the 580. Can someone explain to me why players who were going to transfer away from Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma would transfer to play for him at USC? Latrell McCutcheon did it, remember? Uh, obviously Mario and Caleb Williams. Well, put yourself in Theo Weiss's shoes for a second. The 2021 season probably kind of skewed your perception of Mule Shoe because you had to, had to sit out the whole year due to injury. I, but as you recall... When Theo Weiss had a full season of health in Muleshoe's offense, he was at the very least the number two and at times the number one target well, in that offense. Who are you going to catch so, footballs from, Caleb Williams or Dylan Gabriel? No, I don't think that's a knock on Dylan Gabriel either. No, You're it's picking not. Caleb Williams. I mean, Caleb Williams uh, <laughs> has been spectacular. And we all knew his, uh, his ceiling was very high. It was Sistine Chapel potential. And, uh, you know, at times he kind of looked like that at Oklahoma. And then the rush three drop eight, you know, he, he looks like he's figured out how to read defenses better. And he's just fantastic. Yeah. And moreover, if you experience a six and six season in which you have this wildly oscillating level of production week to week, as Theo Weiss did, and you're watching your former head coach lead his new team out west to an 11 and 1 record in the doorstep of a college football playoff berth and thinking well looks like the grass is greener over there and again it's not something you can really fault the kid for thinking you can disagree with it sure mm-hmm. But you can't fault him for having that perspective. Yeah, I hear you. All right, uh, we'll take a quick break right here. Keep those texts coming in on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. It's 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Mike Steely, Parker Thune with you. Tuesday afternoon, Brown O'Haver Studios is where we are. Good to have you along for the ride today. Brent Venables better be hoping this is the case as we go to break. 
Tuesday edition, Steelman and Thune here in the Brown O'Haver studios. Good to have you along. Riverwind Casino, our hotline available 405-329-9000. Riverwind, over 2,800 electronic games. All the best table games. They've got a great poker room, best bars and best dining you'll find. They've got great promotions like the new member seven. New patrons who sign up for a wild card can earn up to $450 in their first 24 hours of getting that wild card. They've got great concerts and shows. Again, fabulous dining, the River Buffet, Chips and Ales, uh, Pub Restaurant, the Seasons Food Court, Coop Ale House Bar is big time. Also right now from... uh, now until December 16th, take part in the awesome games and awesome paydays. Patrons playing on GCG electronic gaming machines will be eligible for random hot seat drawings from 5 to 10 p.m. And three winners are going to receive a $200 cash prize. And then at 10 p.m., one grand prize winner will receive $1,500 in cash plus any unclaimed promotional cash that is going on now through december 16th the awesome games and awesome paydays at riverwind casino simply the best all right back to the air comfort solutions text line 405-651-3439 what what what's shane in newcastle said bowen and his gf broke up jk shane don't do that shane Shane, come back. I mean, don't come back. If you're going to do that, don't do that, Shane. We have several questions in the same text from Extreme Sooner, who says, Love the show, Steely and Thune. Do you think the officiating will be better, worse, or the same from the SEC refs? Why are field goals not reviewable in overtime? Why are the refs who are responsible for spotting the ball held accountable by the refs in the booth? Not trying to blame everything on the officiating, but Team 128 definitely got its fair share of being screwed by the refs in 2022. Well, that one stat about Oklahoma being uh, fifth in the country in uh, sacks and TFLs, fifth in the country. Yeah, how about that? And uh, how many times were the opposing teams called for holding? One. One. I, I mean, look, I normally I don't do the ref thing. I just don't because you could invent a conspiracy in almost every game. Now, the Gordon Reese thing, that was egregious. There, I'm not saying some things out there you look at and you go, that's ridiculous. You got hosed on that call. Uh, you were there. You said the field goal missed and kind of swung back, and the picture yeah. looks like it's good, but it wasn't good. Everybody that I heard who was there shooting the game said, yeah, I just missed it, just barely missed it. But, you know, when you hear a stat like that, that's when you start to believe, is there maybe something to this Big 12, you know, doesn't like Oklahoma going to the SEC deal? And, again, normally I'm not a conspiracy theory guy, but that stat is unbelievable. If you're fifth in the country in TFLs and the opposition's been called for one holding penalty, that's that's remarkable. So, as far as the SEC refs, who knows? Who knows? I mean, it, uh, nobody knows, bottom line. But thank you, Extreme Sooner. We, uh, we appreciate you as well. All right, 405-651-3439. Yeah, Shane, you're on uh, 30 minutes probation. Because you you put the just, just kidding, the JK down there really far, and you basically caused probably three or four coronary issues with that particular text. Don't you think? I mean, maybe for you. I mean, people but. might be freaking out. They heard, what, Bowen and his girlfriend driving to the what? They could drive into oncoming traffic or something. Hey, you know what? That's that's when you that is when you officially initiate 
uh, Operation Girlfriend at the University of Oklahoma, or perhaps it could be better termed the Girlfriend Initiative. I mean, you send people over, go, you, yes. you've got to get back together. First of all, they're, no, no, no. they're still together. Right? What you do is you farm out girlfriends. Oh, you farm out girlfriends. Yes. See, Texas A&M is, what is you know, this? they're dropping bags. Oh, you need to be dropping girlfriends. Hmm. Plant them, specifically I, in Denton. The Denton girlfriends have been kind to Oklahoma the last few years. Yeah, no doubt. I, I mean, the Sooners got the best center fielder in uh, women's college softball. Great player. Mm-hmm. And super, uh, very much a team leader. And they got Billy Bowman. On the text line from the 918, what about the Ole Miss quarterback entering the portal? Could he possibly be a good pickup for OU? That would be Luke Altmeyer. And, look, I will say this. I've watched a lot of Luke Altmeyer. Uh, saw him in high school. Saw him at the Elite 11 competition. He was in the same class as Caleb Williams. And I think we graded him out like third highest among quarterbacks at the Elite 11 on the opening uh, day of the competition. I really, really like his skill set, man. I I think the world of Luke Altmeyer as a quarterback and – his only substantial action in college came in the Sugar Bowl this past January against Baylor, in which he was kind of thrown into the fire because Matt Corral got injured right. and had to leave that game. It didn't go too well, but again, you know what can you expect from a true freshman not named Caleb Williams in that particular circumstance, especially against as good of a defensive mind as Dave Aranda. So uh, I will be interested to see if Oklahoma makes a play for Luke Altmeyer. However, I think a few other dominoes would have to fall. Um You'd probably have to lose a quarterback to the transfer portal. So maybe if Davis Bevel decides to get it, if the booty bounces, perhaps you bring in Luke mm-hmm. Altmeyer. Yeah. You saying the booty's bouncing? I'm not saying the booty's bouncing. General booty just needs to stay for general booty principle. You know what I'm saying? See, they're already mad at Shane. They're very angry on the text line. Uh, Parker, what's your thoughts on elevating Brandon Hall to D.C.? Sorry if he answered. I might have missed it. Uh, I don't think that will be the course of action for Oklahoma. And again, like, my, my feelings, my feelings, and I know this is not a sentiment shared by everybody, my feelings are thus. It does not make sense to have the best defensive mind in college football, the unquestioned best defensive mind in college football, standing on the sideline and being a CEO. If you have Brent Venables, Brent Venables should be the one calling the plays defensively. Because there's nobody better that you can find for that role. There's nobody better equipped to handle that responsibility. To me, I think you have to you have to establish a foundation before you farm out play calling duties to somebody else. And Oklahoma doesn't have a foundation right now. We all kind of thought they did, but I think this season has proven that there is still a lot left to establish. Yeah. And to me, that has to start with Brent Venables taking the reins of this defense. Well, and I think game management has been an issue. And and you can blame the players for a lot of this stuff. You know, they're put in position. They're they're given a game plan. And, you know, I think Brent Venables knows football. I think the staff knows football. And for the most part, they didn't execute it. And I get that it's a new system and everything. But I do think 
game management uh, from the coaching staff was an issue. Getting the defensive play calls in. A lot of times, you know, you'd see them looking over like, hey, what are we doing here? And then uh, on offense, again, I get that Jeff Levy wants to go fast, but you don't have to go fast in every situation. Sometimes you can slow it down just a little bit, you know? Uh, so I, I do think they need to improve in that area as well. Uh, it, it, leaving, <laughs> what is it? Okay, no, listen, ahead. listen. Everybody on the text line is saying, oh, so we're, OU, OU needs to go the Louisville route, huh? No, listen, hookers and girlfriends are not the same thing. I'm not saying go Rick Pitino on them. Well, Hugh Freeze was involved with hookers. Escorts. Escorts, hookers. And guess what? He's now the coach at Auburn. What am I saying? Yes, time listen, and time again, no Auburn hookers. has a black cloud over it and always will. No hookers, no escorts, only girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Nice, respectable young ladies. There you go. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. All right, uh, let's take a quick break. 405-651-3439. We must protect booty at all costs. I like that on the text line. Well done. That's a general rule of life right there. No doubt about it. Remember that, kid. You must protect booty at all times, whether it's your booty, your family's booty, your girl's booty. Protect that (laughs) booty. We'll be right back. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Hour number one presented by Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. It's one of my favorite bands of all time. Zach and Tom Morello. What a combination. 405-579-3113 for Lasher Home Comfort Systems. They will do great work for you. All right, Nebraska introduced Matt Rule Yesterday, I think that's a really, really good hire. Here is uh, what uh, Matt Rule had to say yesterday. I, I do think he won the press conference. So as people ask me why, I am here because this is the right fit. It's the right time. And if I have one message for you, we can absolutely do it. We can absolutely get the University of Nebraska and the University of Nebraska football exactly where it's supposed to be. It will be hard. It may take time, but it will be done. So thank you, Trev. Thank you, President Carter, for setting a vision for us that made us made us decide to call this home. There you go. Is is that the best hire Nebraska has made since uh, Nebraska punted Frank Solich? What do you think, Parker? Is it the best hire that they've made? Uh, let's think. Who does that include? Bill Callahan, Bo Pelini, mm-hmm. Mike Riley, Scott Frost. Yes, I would say that is the best hire that they've made. Yeah, and, and again, it's a different situation. Bo Pelini did a pretty nice job there, right? I mean, you look back at the record, Bo Pelini did a pretty nice job. But I, I like Matt Rule a lot, particularly as a college football coach. Again, 
Nebraska, can they ever return to their old status? I don't think so. But uh, I do like that hire. Here's the thing. You get a guy like this who goes from the college level to the NFL level and back again, right? There's usually no middle ground. It is typically a flaming disaster or it goes over really well, right? For every Nick Saban, there are three or four Butch Davises. Yeah. And Nick Saban obviously won a championship at LSU. Oklahoma fans remember that not fondly at all because the LSU fans are even lower than the fans out in Lubbock. But uh, then he went to the Dolphins. It didn't work out. Came back, and he built a, uh, a dynasty at Alabama. But, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. I do think, though, that Matt Rule appears to be much more suited for the college game. I get that sense as well, and the word – just from talking to people who know that situation and know what he was dealing with at Carolina, that the word was he was kind of checked out and the NFL wasn't really what he bargained for. And there are some guys that prefer coaching at the professional level. There are some guys that prefer coaching at the collegiate level. And I think Matt Rule, circa 2019, was a guy that thought from everything I heard at the time – that he was going to enjoy coaching in the NFL more than he was going to enjoy coaching college football. And he found out very quickly that that was not actually the case. And so it was never a question to me that he was going to come back to the collegiate level uh, for his next job. It just wasn't immediately clear when that was going to be. There was some buzz that he might take a year off and might just stay out of coaching for a little while, maybe do TV. But, man, I – I don't know if anybody can fix Nebraska at this point. I don't. And I was talking to a very prominent former Nebraska alumnus yesterday about Matt Rule. And he's actually not completely sold on the hire, which is interesting. He's actually more critical than not of the hire. But one of the things he told me about Nebraska is that that program needs players. Because right now nobody's waking up in Florida, Texas, California – and saying, I need to go check out Lincoln, Nebraska. It's going to take years of winning to attract program-changing players, and he kind of thought that the fan base would run out of those types of sales pitches. You know, Urban won, and Lincoln Riley won at USC because talented players followed immediately, mm-hmm. right? But his feeling was that we kind of needed a rock star at Nebraska if we were going to have that t- type of overnight turnaround. And you heard Matt Rule kind of hint at it, in those comments right there, it's going to take time. And it's not going to be the type of thing where, boom, all of a sudden Nebraska is a 9-10 win team next year. That's just not feasible with where that program is at and with where that roster is at. So the big question for me is how patient can those Nebraska fans and administrators be as Matt Rule tries to engineer a rebuild because – With anybody not named Scott Frost, they have been less than patient over the years. And the only reason Scott they were as patient with Scott Frost as they were was because his name is Scott Frost. And he's a legend in that community. All right. uh, Where or whatever happened to Bo Pelini? Last time he was at LSU. He was at LSU for a year. Yeah, I don't think he's coaching anywhere now, is he? Uh, I'm doing a quick Wikipedia biography search on Bo Pelini. Yes. He was, yes, he is not coaching right he now. He replaced Aranda, right? He replaced Aranda and got run off after the COVID year. It was one and done for him back at 
LSU. But he he had a five year stint as head coach at Youngstown State mm-hmm. after Nebraska, which is his hometown. Right. He's part of the Youngstown group. He uh, with uh, went to Cardinal Mooney, I believe, too. Right. Where he, you know the what? Stoops brothers were superstars. You know what? What? I'm gonna say it. I wouldn't mind Bo Pelini getting an interview for the DC job at Oklahoma. He's only 54 years old. Mm-hmm. I remember when he and Carl both uh, tag-teamed the referee who gave Texas the extra second yep. for the Jeff Ward field. It wasn't the Jeff Ward field goal. Who hit that? That, wasn't that was Hunter Sa- Lawrence. Hunter Lawrence, okay. And, you know, uh, the Pelini brothers went absolutely ballistic. Yeah, the Pelini As brothers sh- in tandem were yeah. a handful. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, – I always like Bo Pelini, and he's part of that Youngstown crew. And like I said, you got to be tough, man, if you're from that area. No doubt about it. I, man, ugh, ugh. I, I like Bo Pelini, man, not as a head coach, but as a coordinator. I really like Bo Pelini, and he's been on staff at Oklahoma before, hadn't he? Oh, or yeah. Is that just yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, it wasn't very long. Bo was at Oklahoma. What was it? Two or three years? Uh, let me wiki. It was it at up. the very beginning. Towards the wiki? beginning of the. Stoops administration. Uh, two, okay, 2004. He was there a year. That was one year, yeah. Co-defensive coordinator and defensive backs coach. Again, like, yeah, man, like, I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't hate it if he at least got an interview. Because he is polarizing, man, but he's good at what he does. Yeah, he was uh, pretty good. Hey, the 405 says, I was able to capture this image of the Tech battery throwing incident, and it involves Homer Simpson and a battery. So, Parker, you thought you had your evidence, but you got hoodwinked. Kind of like Shane the Train in Newcastle. Can't do that again, Shane. Uh, Shane, all right, your 30-minute probation, Shane, is over. Okay. Shane can begin texting again. Yes, that's right. Shane texted The us line earlier. is once again open. He texted us earlier, and again, this is what Shane said. Billy Bowman and his girlfriend just broke up, and then down at the very bottom of the text, way down there, it said JK. And we said, that's not cool. That is not cool. All right. Uh, we have a timeout to get to, top of the hour. We've still got another hour to go. Uh, Team USA and Iran will be uh, getting involved in their match, getting it started here in uh, less than five minutes. So we'll keep you posted on what's happening there at the World Cup. It is a Tuesday edition of Steel Man and Thune right here on the home of Sooner fans, the ref. Thank you again to Lasher Home Comfort Systems for sponsoring our first hour. They will do a great job for you. You need their help? Give them a call, 405 509-3113, 579-3113, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Got another hour straight ahead. Keep it right here. Here we are jumping into hour number two, presented by the Seth Wadley Auto Group. 
Paul's Valley, exit 72. Paul's Valley, USA. Looking for a car, truck, SUV, pre-owned vehicle, great selection. They're always bringing in uh, the best stuff that's out there. It's hard to get a lot of new inventory now, but they are doing their very best and leading the way, and they're uh, finding the best pre-owned vehicles as well. And you have the confidence of that great guarantee, oil changes, and engines for life on newer used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you at the Seth Wadley Auto Group. Okay, so I get a uh, from an unknown number. I have no idea who this is, and I have no idea. Aren't those the best? I'm like, who are you? And I didn't. It, it was so negative. I didn't even respond because I'm thinking this must be some kind of a, a prank or something. Even if I click on the number, um, my credit card is going to be charged like you know eight thousand dollars or something. Which I know that's not the case, but it said, here's what it said: Steely, you're better than this. Quit pumping sunshine anybody can see that brent is in way over his head good dc a flat-out failure as a head coach cut ties now while there's still time man you talk about a boomer doomer you maniacs you blew it up damn you damn you all to hell That is the new uh, Boomer Doomers theme. Man, that, that's a little extreme, and I didn't even want to respond back. I'm like, first of all, I don't know who you are. I don't know how you get my number. If you're a good friend of mine, I apologize. But I, if you're a good friend of mine, I would probably have your number, right? And I'm like, okay, ignore and call them out on the radio the next day, even though we have no idea who they are, who it is. Maybe it's that Aggie girl you used to date. I haven't seen that Aggie girl in uh, about 24 years, so I I doubt it. Hey, she never lost your number. So, uh, but 24 I don't, years. I don't that's think she would be more concerned with Jimbo's failures right now. Would be my guess. You think so? They they fired their puppet of an offensive coordinator yesterday. I don't know why he held the title of offensive coordinator because Jimbo was the one calling the yeah, plays. Yeah, and who was their puppet offensive coordinator? Daryl Dickey. Oh, okay. Daryl Dickey, yeah. All right. Does that name mean something? Yeah, it means something. It's got some ties back to Oklahoma. Go ahead and Google him up. Oh, really? The Dickey family. Did he, did he, mm, did he yeah. work at Oklahoma or was it somebody related no, to him? No, I, that I at can't. Um, you'd have to find the background. Okay. I don't know the family tree, but I know if that's the same Dickey family, there's some ties to, uh, yeah. He has never coached at Oklahoma. What about his, uh, his like, father? Jim Dickey mm-hmm. was Oklahoma's defensive backs coach from 1970 to 1972. There you go. There you go. Tell so you were right. I, I don't know how you know these things. Like I said, you asked me something that happened yesterday. I won't have a clue. But you asked me something from way back when. The old man's uh, you know, computer hard drive is really, really damaged in the uh, modern era. But in the older era, it's still most of it's still there. The files have been saved. Nobody likes Bo Pelini on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Please know Bo. He is awful. Good gracious, Pelini was terrible at OU. Stick to the last five years of OU football, Thune. I, listen, I'm just saying, I know his tenure at Oklahoma was short-lived, right? But 
what he did at Nebraska has not been replicated by any Nebraska coach before or since, dating back to the Frank Solich days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that wasn't uh, – I remember that, yeah, the angry Sooner fans were out there at the time. Conspiracy theory from the text line. Parker cooked up the battery scandal to distract all the boomer doomers and avoid fielding their texts all day. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, ex-head coach at uh, North Texas. All right, there you go. I think that, yeah. All right, uh, 405-651-3439. What percentage do you think of the fan base right now, if you had to guess, would be boomer doomers? I mean, we're talking about people who are ready – to cut ties now, who are, you know, getting supplies for their underground bunkers. It's never going to be good again unless, you know, something happens right now. 3%? I would say it's probably, yeah, probably about 3%. That number seems low at first, but it's it's because the vocal minority makes the most noise. Yeah. It's It's all the same people, and it's only like, in general, you look get on social media, it's like the same 20 or 30 people. That just have a vendetta. And all they do 24-7 is just spout their propaganda across all platforms. Well, so it's not that yeah. many people. And a lot of that is they just want some clout on Twitter. They just want some attention on Twitter. They may not even believe what they're saying. I think there's certain instigators out there who just tweet stuff out. I'm talking about big names, too. They just tweet stuff out there for reaction. May not even believe a word of what they're saying. But they want those followers so bad and those impressions and likes and all that BS that they'll do anything for attention. Sam and Edmund says, I have three tech grads on my executive team, and they have all admitted to their fraternities hurling batteries. Trust Parker's words just like his balls. Sam and Edmund has come through with the most declarative statements of truth concerning a lot of those loser fans out in Lubbock who are horrible, horrible, pathetic humans. I don't even know if they are human. Big Bad Wolf asks, is there a chance Matt Rule brings Nebraska back before Brent gets this figured out? I don't think uh, so. I would say the odds are in Brent's favor on that one. Because, again, you heard Matt Rule acknowledge it. That is a long-term rebuild at Nebraska. I mean, that program is in a bad place right now. And listen, I will say – to turn around a program like that, I don't know if you could find a coach better suited for the gig than Matt Rule because the turnarounds that he pulled off at Temple and especially Baylor are remarkable in hindsight. Yeah, he's very- there was not a worse situation in the Power Five than the one Matt Rule stepped into at Baylor in 2017. Yeah, I think he's a good hire. Is, is there a more loyal fan base out there in college football than the Nebraska fan base you know, and look, I'm sure they've got their angry uh, Husker Doom crew out there too, but they've been at that for a long time. But is there a more loyal, really good fan base out there uh, than Nebraska that has suffered this long? I don't think so that I can think of. Can you? What's What's astonishing is that that sellout streak dates all the way back to like 1962. And when you consider how bad Nebraska has been for so long – the fact that that sellout streak persists is impressive. And so, yeah, I would probably say so. And listen, I I have had my fallings out with the Nebraska fan base over the years as somebody who grew up in Nebraska and did not subscribe to 
their rhetoric. Yeah, I'm trying to think of another fan base that's even in the same ballpark, Parker. What about Tennessee before the last year or two? Tennessee's certainly in the conversation. But, man, Nebraska to me is easily number one. I agree. I agree with you. As much as it pains me to say it, I agree with you. All right, uh, 405-651-3439, the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Serious question, is there any news about Davis Bevel leaving? No. No, there's not. Uh, Another, oh, 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 this is a can of worms. Would you guys call me totally crazy if I said, oh, you might be better off if Gabriel leaves? In my opinion, there's a good chance you could do better in the portal. And before you guys obliterate me, name me one game this year that OU doesn't win without him. Thoughts on that, Steely? That one guy, one game that they win. Now, okay, run that. I'm sorry, somebody was texting me. My it's bad. all good. It's all good. Would you guys call me totally crazy if I said OU might be better off if Gabriel leaves? In my opinion, there's a good chance you could do better in the portal. And before you guys obliterate me, name me one game this year that OU doesn't win without him. Hmm. Golly, I well, I mean, based on what we saw in the Cotton Bowl, I mean, I know they blew out Nebraska, but do they win that game in Lincoln without Dylan Gabriel? I don't know. I don't think that's totally crazy. I, you know, look, um, I think he had a solid season. He is Dylan Gabriel, in my opinion, is an above-average quarterback, and I would put him. Uh, you know, but he's clearly their best option right now. Nick Evers is too young. Davis Bevel can't play. General Booty can sell some merchandise. But I don't think that's that's totally crazy. But the bottom line is that's a huge risk. You know, if he goes to the portal and you think, all right, let's see if we can get somebody else in here. And maybe you do get somebody better. But I don't know. That's kind of a tough dilemma. What do you think, Parker? I mean, would they that Nebraska game, remember, he got Oklahoma back into it with that long touchdown run, which is crazy. Yeah, and look, I, here's the thing. You need to frame your expectations properly, and I don't think Oklahoma fans have done that with regard to the quarterback position. Your measuring stick for QB play should not be, oh, I can point to this game and this game and this game that the quarterback won for Oklahoma. Because, again, your perception has been skewed by truly elite quarterback play over the last seven years. We may never see, we probably will never see another run within the quarterback lineage at the University of Oklahoma that holds a candle to Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, Spencer Rattler, Caleb Williams. Four of those five guys, okay, two of those five won a Heisman. One of them would have won the Heisman any other year but 2019 Mm -hmm. because of Joe Burrow. Another is probably about to win the Heisman. And the fifth guy, he doesn't have he doesn't have quite those accolades, but he was voted the number one player in college football prior to the 2021 season, and he just beat two consecutive top ten teams in back to back weeks to close out his season at South Carolina. Yeah, and, and the problem for OU fans out there is for years that quarterback uh, you know lineage that you're talking about. It's like going into an art museum and you see a Rembrandt and a Da Vinci and a Raphael. And Michelangelo, you know, and then all of a sudden here comes a pretty nice painting and you look at that painting and you go, man, that's junk. Because you've been looking at basically masterpieces, right? 
at the quarterback position for Oklahoma. So I think I should say I think Dylan Gabriel again above average, uh, good at times, not consistent enough. A lot of that, um, you know, I I don't know, but I'm not going to call you crazy. I'm not going to call you crazy on that. All right, uh, let's break right here. Thank you again to the Seth Wadley Auto Group. Paul's Valley, exit 72. Great deals on a car, truck, SUV, pre-owned vehicle. Guarantee. Talking about a masterpiece of a guarantee. Oil changes, engines for life on newer used gas or diesel at no, zero, not a nothing. No additional cost to you. All right, it's the ref. Stay with us. All right, we're back. Tuesday afternoon, a uh, solid tune from the Moody Blues. And uh, Team USA and Iran underway. We're 19 minutes in on the pitch over in Qatar. And it is scoreless so far. Team USA, win or go home. You win, you go to the knockout stage. Draw or a loss, you're going home. They must win today. Must win game. Did you ever play any soccer, Parker? Never. I have never been anything close to a soccer person, Steely. You cannot bother me to care about soccer. Did you stuff soccer kids in uh, their lockers uh, in high schools? I did saying? not. You were a soccer bully, weren't you? I, I was not a soccer bully. I mean, you bullied the soccer kids. I, I did bully the soccer kids, but with – clever verbal taunts as opposed to shoves into lockers hmm you you never shoved anybody into a locker no were you ever shoved into a locker? i was never shoved into a locker okay. as well i'm just see you kids were so nice you youngsters i mean we were nebraska uh, is a place full of relatively docile people except when it comes to husker mm-hmm. football yeah Back in my day, if you played soccer, you was a wimp. You know what I'm saying? We played real football. No, I'm saying uh, Tuesday afternoon. I mentioned Tuesday afternoon, which is a Moody Blues song. But, yes, I, how do you think I'm a total moron that I didn't know that was Dire Straits? How dare you? There you go. All right, uh, does Nigel Smith have a time frame when he would like to commit? Yeah, we talked about it. Uh, late August of next year, his senior day, which is the first game of Melissa's season as opposed to the last. Uh, it's going to be the first game at Melissa's new stadium. And so that is when he is anticipating locking in his commitment, is at that game when they're going to have the opportunity to celebrate uh, the first game in their new venue, which is going to be outstanding. I've been down there to Melissa and seen the construction, and it's going to be a really, really nice stadium. But 
Uh, that's when Nigel Smith said he's going to publicly commit. He'll have his mind made up before then, probably far before then, I would say. But that's when the announcement will come. Uh, somebody on the text line also said, learn the art of smart clock management, and I will follow Venables to the gates of hell. There you go. Somebody else thinks that I actually thought that was dire straight. See, let me take you back through this. I came back. I said, we're here on a Tuesday afternoon, which is a great song by the Moody Blues. I didn't think Walk of Life was the Moody Blues. I mean, I'm stupid, but I'm not, I'm not that stupid. At times, brilliant, as a matter of fact. I am not that dumb, but thank you. I appreciate you listening, though. Thank you very much. Steely. Mm-hmm. No one was more excited about the Venables higher than I was. This is from the text line. But what concerns me is the same coaches who recruited Bevel from the transfer portal and thought he was the best chance of beating Texas after watching him against TCU are the same coaches who will be leading us in the future. I, Unfortunately, I guess, obviously they thought he was the best option and Nick Evers wasn't ready. Nick Evers, by the way, is he going to stay at Oklahoma? I, I haven't heard anything – that would lead me to believe otherwise. And they're recruiting his brother, too, right? Yes, they are. His younger brother, who's going to be a stud in the class of 2026 as an offensive lineman, he was on an unofficial visit to Oklahoma a couple weeks back. Flower Mound kid, just Flower obviously. Mound, yep. But, um, yeah, look, game management, to me, there was a lot to look at. Go, man, that's just bad football. And a lot of it is the players, but the coaches, you know, <laughs> you've got to take – they have got to uh, take their share of the blame. And I don't know, what do you think about game management? They, you know, the during the game, I think Brent looked a little bit, not like he was totally out of it, but that's a new experience for him, man. It's a new experience. I, I think as an entire staff, and mainly what you're looking at are the head coach and the two coordinators, I thought the game management was pretty bad at times. Didn't you? And it was. It was. You can be critical of Venables in that capacity, and I think it's more than fair. But, again, those are mistakes that a first-year head coach makes. All of a sudden, it's your show, right? and you're the one calling the shots. And so there are going to be things that fall through the cracks. And I think it is fair to acknowledge that things could have been better in that capacity in year one. I think it's also fair to expect that that improves substantially in year two and if it doesn't then we can start having a serious conversation about it uh oh boy here's a text i just saw that one oklahoma needed to hire a coach instead they hired a youth pastor i've had a couple people come at me with that and they say you know brand needs to it's all great you know the soul mission and everything and culture and you got a suit and a tie that's all great but you know what you're here to do win football games and I can't disagree with that because, look, I like the culture stuff. I think it's great. I like it. I do. I think what they're doing, you know, with the soul mission is awesome. I really like that. But the bottom line is you better win more football games or, you know, <laughs> that stuff's going away when a new coaching staff comes in. Or it may go away. So the bottom line is first priority. Yes, you want to uh, mold these young men. I get it. But – you're paid to win football games more than anything else. Okay. Bottom line. Thoughts on this text. My biggest issue with Venables is his staff. Roof was an absolutely awful hire, and you cannot ever convince me otherwise. Well, we all 
kind of thought when we saw the Ted Roof thing come through, like Ted Roof, hmm, it's interesting. Um, so yeah, I that one I can't disagree with you on, but uh, I don't know, I don't know. I game management, even if you go four and out, you can take longer than a minute. Yeah, I I just think again, some of the stuff to me was like. These guys know football. There's no doubt. I mean, they do. I think Jeff Levy, his creativity and some of that stuff, sometimes I think he's too creative, and sometimes I think he's too cute. Uh, But you need to be able to get, particularly down in the red zone area, short yardage situations where you you convert more of those, certainly. And, uh, you know, like I said, to me, I know they won the Oklahoma State game, so it's – but that doesn't mean you still can't be critical. I thought the clock management there was just, I'm like, elementary football. But anyway. Uh, okay, this listener says. And by I'm the a- way, I've won several national championships on EA Sports, NCAA college football. Really? And the last time I played Madden, I also won a game on easy mode. So, Football I, guy. I, I'm a football guy, yes. Uh, I'm not saying fire <laughs> Ted Roof, says this listener. But would it be better for BV to take over the defense and move Roof to an analyst role? For my money, yes. I like that move. Yes, I, I do like think so. This listener also says, I'm so sorry, Parker, but the great white buffalo totally looks like a soccer mom van. You know what? I will accept that. Mm-hmm. The reality is, when I was shopping for a new ride, I wasn't going for sexy. Okay? You know why soccer moms drive cars like that? It's because they're reliable. You put a lot of miles on them driving to and from soccer games. I put a lot of miles on my vehicles. That Buffalo is going to get a workout. There's no doubt. Exactly. I just I have already eclipsed I've already eclipsed 10,000 miles driven in it in the span of what 10 weeks. You finally get a weekend off, don't you? Well, no. Why I'll not? be headed down to Texas for the Oh, uh, yeah, the high school, high school playoffs. Geyer? Yeah. Uh, maybe Geyer, maybe Melissa to watch Nigel Smith. Melissa's an interesting name for a high school. Now, by the way, what is the most redneck like? I thought I know that uh, Colt McCoy went to what was it, Jim Ned High School? Jim Ned, yeah. And I always thought they pronounced it Jim and Ed High School. <laughs> and I'm like, he went to Jim and Ed High School. What the heck? Who would go there? What kind of hillbilly place is that? But Jim Ned High School for Colt McCoy is. We need to find what the most redneck sounding Texas high school football team is. You know. In terms of town. It might be Mule Shoe. The Mule Shoe Mules. <laughs> uh, uh, what do you think about bringing Gundy back, says one listener. You know, I would love that. I would absolutely love that because I think Kale Gundy is a Sooner through and through, and uh, I don't think he is any way, shape, or form a racist. I think he made a big mistake picking up that grenade, at, as I said. Uh, I saw Kale on Campus Corner, you know, before Bedlam, and, uh, you know, he seemed to be in pretty good spirits. I, that was a horrible, horrible, horrible deal. And I, the one thing I don't think Brent did right, that second tweet, that second uh, deal should have never come out, in my opinion. I thought he bust Kale Gundy a little bit on that one. Um, but I would love to see that. I just don't think it's going to happen. You know, in this day and age, uh, so many people could use that against you, which is really unfortunate. But I would love to see it, it happen, but I just don't think it will. I hope Kale Gundy, if he wants to coach again, can go find another job because I think he's uh, – that guy did amazing work last year as the OC in the Alamo Bowl. He was tremendous. 
and he's a really good recruiter, and uh, he could he could help somebody out. You know, sometimes you make one stupid mistake in today's world, one mistake. And I'm not saying it was, you know, it was a bad decision. But to pay a price for it forever, if you still want to coach, I think it's not not cool, my opinion. He'll coach again. Yeah, I, I, I hope he does. I hope he does coach again. All right, 405-651-3439, Air Comfort Solutions text line. we got more texts rolling in. Team USA and Iran nearly 30 minutes into the match. We are still scoreless in Qatar. Again, Team USA must win to get to the knockout stage. Coming right back. All right, back with you after a really uh, what looked to be a really bad loss to Sam Houston State to open the season. The Oklahoma basketball team back on track, playing some good basketball, winning the ESPN Events Invitational to run their uh, record six and one. They will play at Villanova two and five. Villanova, by the way, Saturday, eleven thirty in the morning on CBS. Villanova has lost to uh, they lost at Temple. Old Big Five rival. They lost at Michigan State, and they lost three games, all three games in the Phil Knight Invitational in Portland to Iowa State, Portland, and Oregon. So, again, Villanova's 2-5. and five. Jay Wright obviously stepped down after uh, last year. Sooners are 6-1. and one. This was Porter Moser on with T-Road this morning talking about uh, his team's victory in the ESPN Events Invitational Tournament. Talking about, again, uh, the Sooners winning it. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's that clip. It's that clip you had. Uh, okay, wait, 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 wait. Uh, hang on one second. Yeah, it's, it says Porter. That's it right there. Yeah. Here's Porter Moser talking to T-Row this morning about the big W. You know, I, I can't give the players enough credit for being resilient. Um, you work all summer. You get hyped for the opening of the season. It's such a, a, a big thing on the opener, and we get punched in the gut. And they literally have responded with, like, our whole group in our locker room was like, all right, let's learn. Let's not have that loss go in vain. Let's get better. And they've just been resilient. And we've been getting better and better. We've been staying together. Um, we've been intentional on, like, trying to improve the little things and taking care of the ball. Um, and that's what I love about this team. And, and, I, and I'll say this, you know, they, they really have a hunger that there's a huge room for improvement. And that's a good sign, too. Are you drinking the Kool-Aid on this Oklahoma um, basketball team? Yeah, I, I think they're going to – you know, the problem is they're in the best conference in America. Exactly. I mean, who's number yes. two in the country right now? Texas. By the way, Kelvin Sampson, ladies and gentlemen, and the Houston Cougars, the number one team in the uh, new college basketball poll. This is the first time that Houston has been number one in the, uh, in the uh, poll, in the AP poll, since 1983. I mean, we're talking 39 years ago. Guy V. Lewis, Five Slamma Jamma, 
Clyde Draxler, Michael Young, Akeem, all those guys, that Benny Anders. I mean, Kelvin Sampson has done a amazing job at the University of Houston, an amazing job. By the way, we are uh, still scoreless in the World Cup match in Qatar. Uh, Iran and uh, Team USA scoreless. They're nearly 38 minutes into this match. You know what the dumbest thing in soccer is? What's the dumbest thing in soccer? I'm real curious to hear your answer because I think there are are a lot of dumb things about soccer. I have become a little bit more of a soccer guy. I adopted Arsenal about – it's been about about 10 years ago as my Premier League team, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you I watch every match. I don't, but I try and keep track, you know, as much as I can. Oh, my gosh, what happened there? Is that Pulisic who's down? Uh, It's a goal for Team USA, ladies and gentlemen. The Americans take a 1-0 lead. Was that Pulisic? He's the one who's writhing in pain right there, right in front of the nets. But it is Pulisic. And I don't know if he scored the goal. I just looked up, and uh, Team USA has taken a 1-0 lead over Iran. Oh, that was nice. That was really nice. The header and then the kick. Big time goal wanna, right you there. You want to give us a mock call on your best soccer announcer I, voice? I can't do it. I can't do it. Can't do it live. It was Pulisic who was the recipient. Man, that was big time. Look at the header right to Pulisic who just knocks it right through the net. That's that's beautiful. That's nice soccer right there. Okay, but anyway, the fact that they put the extra time on and nobody really knows how much time's left. They, they put like, all right, we're putting four minutes of extra time. But there's no clock. I guess, obviously, somebody has it over on the sidelines. But how can you not have a clock where you know how much time you have left? That's like, can you imagine in American football, all right, we're going to overtime. We're adding four minutes, okay? We're adding four minutes, but you can't see the clock. Just kind of guess, you know, that four minutes are up, okay? Like you're lining up for a field goal or you're running the field, you know, or you're just on third down. All of a sudden they come out and say, ah, that's it. Game over. Game over, man. Game over. I don't understand that. In the modern society that we live in, how that happens. But uh, Team USA, it looks like Pulisic is still down. But uh, Team USA has a 1-0 lead. And, again, they win. They advance to the knockout stage, which is 16. And then, obviously, it's one and done. So, Parker's looking at me like one of those Oklahoma hillbillies, like he wants to kick my butt right now for talking No, listen, I'm, I, no, 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 I see it. I, I, I see the fire in your eyes. Quit talking soccer, Steely. That's the kind of look you're giving me right no, now. No, listen, if we're going to talk about soccer, I prefer talking about soccer in this fashion, talking okay. about all that is wrong with the sport. Well, and, uh, Because am I, I am unashamedly a soccer hater, mm-hmm. a soccer dissident. Wasn't that a song by Pearl Jam? I have no idea. No, it was just dissident. Okay, okay. There you go. All All right, right, let's go. From the 785 on the text line, there were definitely batteries flying Saturday night. I was trying to get a pick of it, but the guys in blue jackets would pick up anything that wasn't a tortilla instantly, almost like they were there for that purpose or something. Yeah. I mean, they're corrupt at Tech. Like I said, glorified junior college. So there was actually – there were two instances in which I saw batteries fly. One – was when I was walking back uh, behind the OU bench from one side of the field to the other, and that was the one I tweeted about. The other was I'm just standing there on the sideline around the 20-yard line right next to Zach Selman, and a battery flies over both of our heads onto the field. You don't want to take my word for it. Take Zach Selman's word for it because we all saw it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, the Selmans never lie, ever. I don't think they ever have. It's the finest family in the history of the state of Oklahoma. Uh, I heard about some portal entries may happen, mostly coming from the secondary. Who would those players be, says one listener. Uh, I am not going to publicly disclose who those players are slash will be, uh, but I will say I expect at least three defensive backs to enter the transfer portal. Really? Yes. Hmm. Interesting. That is to say, I know of at least three defensive backs who will be entering the transfer portal at some point. If you're going to talk soccer, talk about Peyton Bowen's girlfriend playing at OU. This listener says, how are the tortillas being thrown on the field? Not a penalty. (sighs) See, again, people ask me, why didn't you take a photo or a video of the battery? Why would you tweet that something like that happened if you have no proof? I mean, if it because flies again, by you, if there's a mass of people, too, you think you're going to be able to go hunt down a battery and then take a picture yeah, of it? I just thought it was one of those things that happened in Lubbock. I thought it was just commonly accepted as part of the experience, much like the tortillas, right? Because you can't throw objects onto the field, apparently, unless they're tortillas. Tortillas are fine for whatever reason. So I just figured, okay, batteries are kind of the same deal. Do you get corn or flour when they throw them at you? Do you have your choice? Most of them were flour. There were a few corn. Mm-hmm. I would say it was a solid 85-15 split, flour to corn. See, I would take flour. Shea would take corn. Really? Yes. I hate corn tortillas. Hate them. Flour all day. That You're right there, Team Shea. She, you know, if we go Mex- to a Mexican restaurant, it's always the corn tortillas. Wait, no, I, I'm not Team Shade. Oh, you are. No, you like the corn. T- Wait a minute. No, 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 Which I, tortillas? Flour? Oh You're flour. <laughs> I confused the old man. <laughs> I heard, who am I? Why am I here? What is this? I'm a flour guy. Hey, Hate oh. corn tortillas. Hate them. What are we talking about? <laughs> Hello? Hello? Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. Taylor Nawasa says, if you won't mention names, fine, but are the secondary portal guys contributors or starters? No, they're not starters. Billy Bowman isn't entering the portal. No, you wouldn't think so. All right, we're going to break right here. Thanks again to the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley. Team USA, again, uh, right before uh, half, depending on how much extra time they add. About 90 seconds left on the clock. Officially, Team USA 1-0 over Iran. They win. They move on to the knockout stage. We'll be right back here on the home of Sooner fans. What are you laughing at, Steely? I just got a DM from somebody. A boomer doomer? No, it was one of those I used to beat up soccer guys in high school. You know, that was horrible, right? (sighs) Jeez. I used to kick soccer guys' asses back in high school. 
Okay. All right. All right. Uh, 405-651-3439, Air Comfort Solutions Tax Line. Thank you again to the uh, Seth Wadley Auto Group for sponsoring our second hour. Team USA leads Iran again. Five minutes of extra time, so we're almost at half. I think this may take it to half. Team USA up 1-0. They win. They advance to the knockout stage. Riverwind Casino, another great promotion. The king of promotions. Riverwind Casino, that's why they are voted the number one casino experience in the Oakwood City metro area year after year after year year how about this one awesome games and awesome paydays happening now through december 16th patrons playing on a gcg electronic gaming machine and they always have signage around those machines and the folks at riverwind will direct you to those machines the uh, gcg electronic gaming machines patrons playing on those machines are going to be eligible for random hot seat drawings from 5 to 10 p.m now through december 16th three winners are going to receive 200 dollars as a cash prize, and then at 10 p.m., one one grand prize winner is going to receive $1,500 in cash plus any unclaimed promotional cash as well. So there you go, Riverwind Casino, another big-time promotion. That's why they are simply the best. All right, let's get as many texts in as we can, 405-651-3439. Soccer guys don't trust Parker's balls. Then yeah, I don't trust soccer guys. Isn't that true? Uh, <laughs> tacos should be corn and burritos should be flour. Disagree. Tacos should be flour as well. Oh, this is a question for Steely. How many days until the Masters? Oh, geez. Uh, let me see if I can count. December, oh, January, boy. February, March, 30, about 150. Prob- I, my guess would be around 160. Really? Let me see if I can go ahead and Google it up. Days until the Masters. Okay, while you're doing that, here's another text from the text line. This listener comes from the state of Tennessee. I live in Tennessee, and so I'm lucky just to see the games, much less any of the post-game press conferences with BV. Can you tell me if anybody's asked him about some of his in-game decisions? He seems to struggle with this, particularly arguing with officials and his willingness to challenge some of the spots by officials. I think it's hard for BB to ask his players to fight for him when he doesn't appear to be fighting for them. He needed to be chewing some referee derriere against Tech. Thoughts? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been interesting. I I didn't think that uh, 128 days to Augusta. By the way, uh, I you know Brent wasn't going to be the same super fiery guy. I don't think that we saw as a DC because the coach needs to be a little more calm, cool, and collected. And maybe you have an occasional uh, detonation or an explosion like Nick Saban does. But I don't know. I do think that they struggled with game management and uh, game day decisions. You know, and if you haven't done something, and look, it shouldn't shouldn't have been uh, as shaky as I think it looked later in the year. I, you can understand that earlier in the season, but I think they're going to have to look at you know how they get the play calls in, maybe particularly on defense and stuff like that, and how they go about their game day operation and tweak that for next year. What do you think, Parker? Brent has been a lot less fiery this year than I expected him to be. And maybe that's just because he's trying to act different because he realizes he's a head coach now instead of a defensive coordinator, and maybe he doesn't feel like – uh, he can allow himself to be as demonstrative as he once could because everybody's looking at him. But I I agree, like, 
And we saw it from Brent on Saturday night. We started to see fiery Brent again. Brent was getting after the officials, and you couldn't see it because it was in TV timeouts, but there were a couple occasions, and I got some real good pictures of Brent going at it with the officials. But there were a couple occasions, especially after the offensive pass interference call against Theo Weiss that cost the Sooners a touchdown. There were a couple occasions where Brent got on those officials and let them have it and did not get off their backs for several minutes. I mean, he would argue with them. Then he would go his merry way and pace down the sidelines, and he'd circle back and start up the exact same argument again. So I think Brent is fighting for his guys. Maybe it's just not as conspicuous as it has been in years past, and maybe it takes a bit of a different form than it did when he was a defensive coordinator. All right. uh, Got this from Twitter. Steely, how many – you should be asking Parker. How many uh, top 100 guys does Oklahoma have in their their class? Well, it's still seven, right? Jackson Arnold – P.J., Adabare, uh, Petaway. Caden Green, Kari Bakers. Jackson, uh, Jacoby Johnson, and Sammy Omasigo. Yes, and I believe Derek LeBlanc is right on the cusp. And they could, but obviously, they get Bowen and Akana and Hicks. They would have uh, 11. 11, 11 potentially. Those, yeah, which would be amazing. Omasigo and LeBlanc kind of teeter on the edge. So, yeah, right now, LeBlanc's not a top 100 guy. Omasigo was like 99 for a while, I think, right? Yes, I think now he's 101, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he's 101, so he is just off the podium. So as of right now, the Sooners have six top 100 commits, but they have two more guys in Samuel Masigo and Derek LeBlanc that are just outside that territory at 101 and 114, respectively. Hudson Card has entered the transfer portal, according to the 405. Is anyone shocked? Where do you think he lands? I have a guess. Hmm. Uh, SMU? I wasn't going to say SMU. Hmm. I think Preston Stone's the guy at SMU. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, What is your guess? Texas Tech. Could be, I guess, yeah. Well, Morton is young, right? Donovan Smith is what? Will he be a junior, I believe? I don't know, but I – and look, it, Tyler Shuck's performance on Saturday probably kind of skewed the perception of the overall quarterback play at Texas Tech, but it's not good and hasn't been good for much of the year. I think Hudson Card could probably look, look at that situation, especially look at some of the oil money out there in Lubbock and con- conclude, you know what? I could go out there, make some decent NIL money, and be a starting quarterback in my home state. Yeah, Tech does have some money. There's some money out there. It's all in all, too. There are a bunch of uh, Jed Clampets out there, I guess, right? Oklahoma's got a few. There is a lot of money at Texas Tech University, which is why it's somewhat surprising to me that they haven't started to shell out some of it to bolster their football program. Their stadium is about to go undergo a pretty substantial renovation. So apparently, I do not have this confirmed, but the press conference room that we were in on Saturday night was allegedly the room that Mike Leach locked Craig James's kid in. Really? Yes. Wow. And apparently we were, like, the press conference was the last event that would ever be held in that particular room because it was all about to be demolished the next day as renovations Adam James is still alive, so you can't have a ghost in there, right? (laughs) But very strange. You were in a historic place. All right. Have you been to the uh, Bob Knight salad bar where he got into it with the school president? Still haven't been there. I wonder no. what that restaurant's name is. That's well, a I wonder if there's a plaque. Place too. Could be. All right. 
Got to get out of here, make way for uh, Tyler McComas to jump in here and get you locked in with Parker and Tyler McComas recruiting news. Pretty much all Sooner football. Keep it here. Everybody have a great Tuesday. So, homo Sooner fans, the ref.